back from the Crescent City with the homie. Yeah. The real homie, Alvin Kamara. The new young legend, Raja Caruth. On the come up. My homie. You know what I'm saying? The co-host. Chief, we here. We back. Yep. Where we started. We did start here. <laughs> we started yeah, here. Started here. Same. Started here. Yeah, same. After the, after the same opponent. Same game. The same game. So Different yeah. outcome. Different outcome. Definitely got it in, in the winning uh, bracket this time. But Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling overall? Man, I'm good. Blessed, dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think just overall, just in a good spot in life, just overcoming a lot of things and learning a lot of things, experiencing a lot of things. But, you know, that's what you ask for. I'd rather that way than the other way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you speak to overcoming. Um, give me something that, I mean, we all got challenges, but has there been anything in particular that this year has kind of been like, this is teaching me a lesson. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot from this experience. Yeah, I think. So I mean, I don't really, I don't really speak to. I mean, I speak about football, but I don't speak to football too much. But just you know, balancing like, and just speaking candidly, like you know, we've been losing this year. So I'm not really used to losing. I don't think any of us are like used to losing. Maybe, maybe going through some adversity, but like just really flat out losing, like, and that's been hard for me, challenging for me because just the way like my I'm wired I'm like man I, everything I do I want to make sure it's done to the best of my ability and make sure that it's a one all the way through no mess ups no like we all want to control our situation so much but it's only so much you can control so you know like overcoming the fact that you know all right this year more than any year you know I've been in that in that kind of losing category and it's like if you're not careful and if you're not strong-minded and strong-willed sometimes that becomes like it, it, people allow that to become their their reality or their you know their personality or their being like I'm not a loser I'm losing you know what I'm saying so that's what I've been kind of like battling with and just kind of trying to overcome and you know stay out of you know just that mind frame because you know where your mind goes your body will follow so if you if you in your mind you're a loser that's where your body is gonna go you're gonna be a loser you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's my thing. I know I'm, I'm not a loser, but, you know, we're losing. It's tough. It's yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, definitely yeah. tough. So you got to kind of just find ways and, and, and kind of spend some time with yourself and really just realize, like, you know, I kind of remind myself, like, okay, why am I doing this? How did I get here? You know, I mean, obviously all the great things that I've done and, you know, all the great things that this team has done. And, I mean, it's like, it's amazing to look back because I, I never really take a chance to, like, I guess, look at, like, the pelts on the wall, right? Because I'm always just in it. Like, you know, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm going. Like, one, one game is done, I'm on to the next. Or one record is broken, I'm on to the next. Or one, you know, ac accomplishment or achievement is, is hit, and I'm on to the next. But, you know, when you kind of get in this, like, kind of losing mode, it makes you look back because, you know, you're trying to find some good. you like... All right. Well, what was happening when, when we was doing yeah this. when we, we was successful. when we was winning when we was successful yeah and then you know you get to looking at all right well I'm looking at the team because me personally I'm not a selfish player like I don't look at me 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 but you look at the team and then I'm looking at like dang well I was doing such and such or I was doing you know I like looking at all these records like my friends my mom they send me all these things and I'm like I've never really sat down and looked at you know, what I've achieved or what I've accomplished in this, like, six-year span, you know, like, 
Pro Bowls, All Pros, records, dang near 10,000 yards in six years, like Saints records, all type. Like, so you look at all that stuff, and I'm like, man, that don't all just go away. You know what I'm saying? So me being the player that I am, I look at it, and I'm like, well, is it my fault that we're losing? You nod your head, no, but in a couple, like, in maybe two games, it, I could, you could say it's my fault. Like, yeah, I got a fumble game? Yeah, the fumble games, which I have no problem, like, taking accountability and being like, yo, you know what, I messed up right there. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I think as a competitor, as an athlete, as a businessman, as a family man, like, the, the, I guess, one of the best qualities you can have is, you know, being able to, accountability, being able yeah. to be accountable. So I've never shied away from taking accountability for, you know, my actions, whether good or bad. Yeah. So, you know, like understanding like, okay, well, in some of those losses, I played a hand, you know, whether it was ultimately the, the dagger or it wasn't, it's like, okay, well, if those don't happen, we put ourselves in a better position to be able to be successful. So, you know, just balancing all that, but that's where I'm at. You know, every other than that, blessed still. Not from like a, you know, I don't think anybody sitting here would be like, we're a therapist or we're yeah, specialized yeah. in mental health, but sitting next to a, a young 20-year-old man who is at the beginning of his career, who is going to go through adversity, yeah. through a lot of things. What are it's really, go ahead. Now, I was going to say, what are, what are a couple things you would instill in him you know, that you've been through everything, the peaks, the mountains, the hills, yeah. to help him during some of those, you know, tough times. Man, first of all, I think with him, you know, and I'm just speaking like, a, like a, again, we, we keep it real right here. So yeah. as, a, a, as a black man growing up, I didn't have a father, right? So I see him, he has his father with him. Amazing you know father. Really like, and you know, he's present and he's kind of helping him and guiding him through this journey. Which is like right there. That's like you, you, <laughs> you ahead. You ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like in our yeah. community. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because so, yeah. that's usually not something that's present. So I see that, and I'm like, man, that's that's like a beautiful thing. Like I know you probably. I, I'm saying this for the first time, but I see that. Like you know what I'm saying? Even at the game, his pops right behind him. Like I dab him up, and I see his pops. Like oh, what's up, pops? Like it's cool. Like I didn't have that. So you know, with me coming up, it was like I had my mom. You know what I'm saying? I had my sister, my older sister, and like. It was kind of like, hey, you know, it was me and my brother. And, like, I didn't have nobody in my family that played football or I didn't have no example of, like, what that was supposed to look like. So a lot of it was me just navigating and trying to figure it out by myself. But I think with him just starting there, like, he has a father figure. You know, he has somebody to, like, be like, okay, yeah, you're doing good. Or when he, hey, when, yeah, or, yeah, you need, to chill, you need to chill out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's, like, a big head start, for, in my opinion. But, you know, I think just... Where you at right now, 20 years old, kind of embarking on a journey to where, you know, shoot, it can, it can, you can mold it into whatever you want to make it. Make sure you keep the main thing the main thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of times, a lot of dudes get in these situations and they kind of falter and, 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 you know, get off track because, you know, whether it may be, whether it's success or attention, whatever it is, it kind of muddies up the vision. It blurries the vision. So, I mean, I kind of, like, besides talking to you, you know, I, I kind of just watch from a distance, and I think, you, I think you already do a good job of that. Like, you keep the main thing the main thing. I think your focus is there. Your drive is there. Like, 
you're doing it for the right reasons. You love it, and you want it like, I think you just got that 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 beast in you where it's like, yeah, I'm shoot, I'm overcoming all these, uh, whatever is thrown my way, I'm gonna overcome it. And it, I was gonna say, Chief, when you was talking, like, you in a unique p position because the sport you in, you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, we talking about NASCAR where it's not a lot of dudes that look like you, you know what I'm saying? So with that, already you in a super super unique p position, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's looking at you to fail. If you want to be real, or everybody's looking at you to not be what you know. They're what, saying you are. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying what they're saying. What they're saying you are, yeah. and I, I think you handle that with so much grace because, like, regardless of all the talk or you know why are they talking about him or what are they talking about him for, or da -da -da, you kind of just keep moving and, and, and keep going and, and just keep climbing. So I think just keeping the main thing. The main thing is super important. Is vital because. If you get off track and, and start, you know, reading the newspaper clip, newspaper clippings and and listening to this person who feels like you shouldn't be in this position because X Y Z or whatever, like then that's when it kind of like it gets muddy and you know, it, it it dies before it even starts. So you know, it's just it, it's just keeping on that straight line and keeping going. Like I said, you gotta I like I can't say this enough. Like you got a father figure, right? right there like you know what i'm saying i i got i got male figures in my life but i didn't have a father there that was like you know every day on me like talking to me telling me these things that i ended up learning later in life because i had some great father figures and some great male role models that you know kept me on track but i mean you got one right in your pocket like yeah so that's it's super a blessing. Dope. Mm -hmm. it yeah, is for real don't ever take that for granted Absolutely. what uh so man like chief said you just you just embarking. You just you just you just starting out. You know what I mean? Like obviously this has been a lifelong dream. Yeah. You know what it. I mean? Um how 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 did you find yourself in racing? Like in you know what I mean? It's not again, we're we're not talking about a sport like yeah, yeah. we're not talking about hooping or mm -hmm. football or whatever, even baseball. We're talking about NASCAR. What how did you how did, how did you find it? Man, how did it find you? It's a, that's a good point. I mean, honestly, partially due to, to my dad because of like he went to Clark Atlanta and he did a lot of stuff in the music industry and the sports industry, traveling around across the country and, and really the world. And so kind of the things he gained, he brought to my sister and I. And so, you know, different experiences and cars happen to be one of them. Okay. And that's something that I just really picked up when I was little and just it never went away. It's like when when you're younger right you you want to you see people playing basketball and playing football and making music right and then for me that was racing and although there wasn't people that looked like me really doing it at that point it was just i had that passion and that obsession from from that age and it just never went away who who is like the driver or the drivers that you gravitated towards when you find when you started getting into the sports first it was jimmy johnson just because like he won like five in a row and that dude was like, kept a P in his interviews, like professional, respectful, just be a good sportsman. Um, and then Bubba Wallace after and, and Lewis Hamilton for just being someone that I can share or have had similar experiences with and are also successful. And so those three have probably been the, the ones I've looked up to the most. Have you have you had the opportunity to sit down and talk to Lewis at any time? Not yet, man, just on Instagram, but I'm hoping one day. 
one day. Yeah. That's long sustained success right there. Yeah. Lewis is not yeah, playing that's, with yeah, him. That's different. <laughs> yeah. And I think his stance in a sport that is, I mean, NASCAR is NASCAR, and in F1, you talk about like that's the contentiousness yeah, that's a, of that's that yeah. and, and how he's stood in front of that and embraced his blackness and his culture and his style and his fashion. You know, I think again, it's it's breaking, it's breaking down molds not for, not for just the masses, but also for our our culture, our people, mm-hmm. because we we don't have access to those kind of things. Which alludes to my question about how did you get involved in the program, and you know, let's talk a little bit about that and and, and what that was like in in those steps. Because you know, one thing we we always want to do with this show is give tangible tools for kids who might watch this and be like, hey, I actually want to find out more about this, you know? And so if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point because racing isn't, that's not something like, you can't go to Walmart and get a basketball <laughs> and get basketball shoes, right? Yeah. And go to the racetrack. Like you, you can't, you need those connections that cost like thousands upon thousands of dollars and have those individuals and connections that will get you a opportunity to practice and actually race. Um, so I started racing online, and that was really the only simulator. place on the simulator. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. it was basically like my school laptop, and we got a um, like an eighty dollar wheel from from Best Buy, and like just set it up. I figured out how to like mess with the uh, hard drive on the computer so I could run the program, and that's really how I started. And that was that was it. That's really, I would say I'm really the first one that actually really got my career started through racing online without having like external funding or external connections to go when it did it just went and did it yeah with my family obviously but we we made it happen yeah yeah <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I, I also for real just had to take a moment and be like that's like a pilot right just yeah i was sitting at home i just went and got the the set up and put it set on my computer and, put it and, on, like, and now yeah. I'm one of the best pilots ever in the <laughs> yeah. world you know what I'm saying like you and that that says a lot that speaks a lot to who you are and who you are going to continue to be like you just went out and just grabbed it by the bull by the horn so to speak um like I was on that like so that summer I was a gonna be a junior in high school so I had a summer job and I was running track at the time um, and so basically how my days would be, I would have work in the morning and then track workouts. And then when I get home from track workouts, I just would be on the game as it would be the mom, the game um, for the whole night until work the next morning. So and that's a NASCAR game. Is that yes. Well, NASCAR? not just NASCAR, but okay. like it's got F1, it's got sports cars, All the tracks, yeah. everything. OK. And then they got that at Andretti's. I went and got on one of them little simulators. I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> real, like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. Like, it had the, the real rig, though. Yeah, it was like, yeah, one, yeah. yeah. I was like, man, I might have hit a turn too fast or something. It shook me. I'm like, yo, it threw my whole everything off. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I was going to ask. Go ahead. The, the NASCAR diversity program, right? Is that how, was that your inroad into That was it. it? That okay, was the only so chance. How did, you, how did you find that? That. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, only three people that have gone through that program have ever made it to like cup Bo Wallace obviously um Daniel Suarez Kyle Larson so basically that that was really my only chance because no really external connections no no chance and so I raced on there long enough and built my portfolio online through social media and went to a race and met some of the individuals that like 
the executives of the program and just put a name with the face and apply for the program and uh, they, they let me do the combine in the, like probably six months after. For those who may not know, Alvin, can you share with everybody like what this connection is? Because a lot of people are not aware of your oh, yeah, affiliation yeah, yeah. with NASCAR because yeah, so, so. you never really spoken for to so, it. So, um, growth and engagement, I work with NASCAR in that area. Um, that's my title, growth and engagement um, advisor, officer. And basically what, what I do is um, just try to find unique opportunities, unique lanes, unique situations to bring attention and, and, and draw, you know, fans to the sport, right? So um, whatever that looks like, you know okay. what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's definitely a ever-evolving um, situation. It's definitely a, a unique situation. It's definitely an interesting situation because of, for a sport that's, you know, we already talked, we, we being real, so a sport that doesn't really, you don't see as being like very inclusive, mm -hmm. you know, and I say this when I speak about NASCAR, like on the outside looking in, it doesn't look inclusive, but when you get inside, like, it's like one of the most diverse sports that I've seen, like even more diverse than, like I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the NFL, I'm in football. You know, you see, a, you see a lot of us playing the sport, you see it and you're like, okay. But when you get upstairs in the offices and it's not very inclusive. I'm in Charlotte at the headquarters. I mean, at the um, at the office, and I'm like, oh, this is dope. Like, you know, it's it's you know, it's a melting pot of people, and everybody's like, you know, forward thinking and progressive, and like, you know, you like, man, that's super. That's like just it's dope to see because you wouldn't think that being on the outside looking in. So what? So how did your love develop for NASCAR and just yeah? Yeah, man. So I was I was really. <clears throat> I just told this story to somebody the other day. I was really watching during the pandemic, you know, and I was just like, you know, it's always on TV, but you never really like, I never really took the time to sit and, and really pay attention and watch it because I'm like, oh, they're just driving. Like, it is what it is. Going they in a circle. Yeah, they're going in a circle. It's like nothing to that. You know, they fill up the, gas, the car with gas and keep going. So I'm watching and, you know, I'm like picking up on like, just within 10, 20 minutes, I'm picking up on all these small little intricate things like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, the laps, like, the fact that, you know, the, the, the gas, like, everything is calculated, like, down to a T, and it's so, like, specific. And, you know, these cars are, like, high-performance vehicles, but these dudes inside these cars is really, really athletes. <laughs> like, they're really out there, and they have to be locked in for a long time. Like, I, rem I remember going to a race with you yeah. in the pit, the, 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 the pit crew, the team, yeah. they're in condition, they're Man. out there stretching, yeah, it's like, full, like it's serious. It's serious. Like, I'm like, so, wait, who's the athlete? Yeah. And it's the whole team. Uh-huh. So I'm watching all that and I'm like, man, this is crazy. So, you know, I hit NASCAR on Twitter because, you know, we, I mean, I'm at, I'm at home, pandemic, nothing going on. And, and you're like, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> and that. Be, come on. And that. So okay. I'm like, best way to get in touch. I'm like, yo, NASCAR pretty dope. Like I'm watching, like finally just kind of really took the time and paid attention, you know, and I'm like, man, this is dope. And they hit me back like, glad you're a fan. Like, thanks for your support. Cool. Like that was it. And I'm like, they got to have a schedule. Go and look at the schedule. I'm in Miami at the time. They're at home. This is like a Wednesday. They're at Homestead at, on Sunday. Uh, track in Miami. So I'm like, I hit him back. I'm like, yo, can I come to the race? Like, would that be possible? Pandemic, 
I think it was only they were allowing like 2,500 um, veterans that get that race to come. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And just sit in the stands. Um, so they're like, all right, well, let me let's see if we can put something together. They ended up giving me a suite for the race, so I'm in. I'm just in the suite, and I end up watching the race. End up kind of, um, you know, it was it was still like I said, pretty restricted. So I ended up meeting Steve Phelps, who's the president. Who was the president of NASCAR? You know, talked to him, chopped it up with him for a little while, and just experienced the race. And, you know, from then it kind of just started, you know, kind of snowballing and, and turned into what it is now with me being involved in NASCAR and kind of just making, the, making some of these connections. And then obviously that's why I'm sitting here with Raja right here. So important. We always talk about representation. Yeah. yeah. And I think representation from people that not only you respect, whether it's sports or music or anything, but people that you know are really about, like, the realness yeah, you know what I mean? and sure. only doing things that they really are passionate about sure. so seeing that and hearing that is, is is beyond important because you know i think we we automatically as as a people we put limitations on our say based on 100 what our proximity is 100 like you said you can't you can't go and just pick up a nascar somewhere your uncles ain't watching nascar <laughs> yeah. your auntie your, mm -hmm. you know, none of those people so you know these are important conversations that we're having um I wanted to congratulate you, you know, my, your father told me that you're also a full-time student. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, that's what I needed. Uh, that's what I didn't know. <laughs> when I found out, I was like, yo. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. so, that's, 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 that's a different path. Like, huge. it's not like you, I mean, I don't know, it's not like a, I not guess normal. like me. Yeah, it's not normal. Like me, I was at school, there was a football program, like you're there, it's all in one, it's all packaged up, combined, like. It's like you, 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 you on your own. Yeah, you on your mm -hmm. own. You're on your you own. You got to make it happen. So you are at Winston. Winston-Salem State. Yeah. Okay. And so really. HBCU. HBCU. And so. Chris like, Paul shout out, shout out, shout out. Yeah, Chris Paul just graduated. Okay. And he donated to all, all his fellow graduates. So that was, that was awesome. Okay, so, that's what's up. Um, but really it's because of, of, of Winston being like very lenient with me. Just because, like you said, like it's just really on me and like my circle to like manage my schedule with when I have to travel for races and when I have simulator time and workouts um, and meetings and such. And so really like I have a really good advisor, Dr. Harshaw. And so he's been very like chill and, and understanding of the things that I've got going on. So if I can't uh, like commute to school cause I would drive an hour from where I stay at to school three days out the week. And so he would be lenient with giving me more time to do assignments or if we have a group project saying like, all right, you can do your stuff ahead of time or give you some extra time to do so and things like that. And so honestly, all my teachers and like my fellow students have been very like supportive of me and just created an, an environment where I can not only pursue my education, but also just be an athlete. What's, 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 walk us through what your schedule is on season. In season. In season, yeah, sorry. So this year, so it's gonna be pretty, pretty hectic just because. Yeah, you. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we'll have, um, We'll travel during the weekends, obviously. Well, first race Daytona, February 17th. And so during the week, though, I'll have like workouts multiple days a week in the mornings, and then I'll commute to school like late morning and stuff. And then after that, I'll either have like simulator time at the GM Tech Center or go to the race shop. Um, and then besides that, I got homework and stuff as you got to do. Yeah. Um, you really got to tell them what you hit, like what you what you got going this season. Like, you know, yeah. we know you driving but like you kind of just yeah an accomplishment and that's what we kind of 
we like to give flowers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Trying For sure, to get, they definitely, yeah. and that's what I know about Chief and, and Malik, they definitely want to give flowers when, you know, while you're sitting right here. So well, I'm going to yeah. let you speak on what you got going on. Like, So yeah. I, I heard there's a documentary. Yes. Coming. Can we, is that okay? Okay. <laughs> sorry, Pops. I wanted to make sure it's all right. Documentary coming Documentary out. Documentary coming out. And so next year, I'll be driving for GMS Racing uh, in the Craftsman Truck Series. Yes, indeed. And, That's uh, right. Driving yeah. the 24 Silverado with the Wendell Scott Foundation on the truck. So yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's big. I, just, I ain't want to pass over there because we yeah. just get into the yeah. schedule and stuff. Yeah. I want to skip over that part. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Speak about driving for the Wendell Scott Foundation. That's huge. Like, what that means for you. Yeah. Specifically as a man of color. It's, it's important because, I mean, the Scott family was such a huge pioneer in forcing the sport for people that look like us from back then all the way till now and everything that they did back in the day has put put us in a position to be in the sport. And so to represent them on the racetrack every week and off the racetrack every day is really a dream come true. And so, you know, I'm gonna do my best to make them proud. And I really, it's like a dream come true to be honest. Yeah. And to drive the 24 truck, like that's, that's an awesome number. And um, I'm excited. Yeah, that's super dope. So Daytona is the kickoff, kickoff. of the season. Yeah. Okay. First full season. First full season. And All the way. What's, All what's, the way. How, first, how long did it take you to learn to actually drive the real, <laughs> the real deal? Like going from a simulator. Yeah, I'm not gonna to... lie, it took a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had my first like probably 10, 15 races. I sucked. 
pretty bad. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like I didn't know how to use the clutch properly. It was, it was pretty, uh, pretty pitiful. But I got the hang of it to a certain point, and then once it really started clicking, and I could like, because I still use like the simulation like every day because I have a rig in my apartment. And so um, once I could figured out kind of the synergies and how I could use both, like it was really just like bread and butter, just easy. So you have a rig in your apartment, yeah. almost like. Again, like a flight right next to my bed. So it's right next to my bed. Crazy. Got my priorities. Concentration, though. That's huge. Yeah, you can't. What do you do to focus? Tune all the noise out. See, what's crazy to me is like I'm sure it's like this when you get on the field. Like, for me, like generally, like it's hard for me to focus on like on simple tasks. But when I get in the race car and like putting my stuff on and I'm, I'm ready to go, like I I can just very tunnel vision that's locked in Man. so easily. Yeah, that's, you know, it's crazy, like, and I'll be talking to, like, Bubba and, like, Joey Logano and those dudes, because, you know, they got to, like, they got to do, like, the, the what's the little party, like, before the race? Oh, and, yeah, the drive. Yeah, like, the dri yeah, all the, the party and, like, the whole, like, they got to be so social. And, before, like, for me, before a game, like, you know, I, it's nothing, like, it's nothing. The day before, I'm I'm really like from 12 o'clock when I leave work the day before after like walkthroughs and stuff, all the way until noon the next day I'm kind of just on ice like chilling, especially the day of like, eight o'clock get up, by 10 o'clock I'm in the locker room like I don't have to talk to nobody see nobody besides when I come out for warmups and stuff like that yeah. but by that time like I'm already in it like that's a quick like you see how quick that was when I came out and just like kind of hollered at everybody, but like you know for you to be able to, like for you to be locked in and stay locked in I mean on that level it's kind of I just didn't get it because it's it's like I couldn't do that like I wouldn't want to be like out and being super social and like yeah just because even though I think I, I probably would be able to stay focused but it's just like a certain amount of engagement and a certain amount of like like, like interaction said, the main that, thing the main yeah thing. you just want to yeah and you know a lot of people don't understand that like a lot of some people might not understand what you need to do to get in your zone and stay in your zone and, and stay focused but yeah, that's a good point because I'm not sure how it was like in, in football, but for me, like interacting with like other drivers, like you see them like so at the GM Tech Center, like we got all the Chevy guys there and we do like workouts and stuff and like it's, it's social, right? So we, we see each other all the time, but we race against each other on a weekly basis. Yeah. So that's been the adjustment for me because it's like you with them. Yeah. You're like with the dudes you competing against. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I don't like I'm not <laughs> trying to be friends necessarily, but like I'm not like going to be like completely ignore you. So that's been an adjustment for me just because like running. Competitive nature. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like running a track, playing basketball, like is, is business. And you bring your friends to the racetrack or you bring your friends to the field um, or the facility and you go to work and then that's it. And so with racing, that's been an adjustment because like you've got your team, but then you got the other individuals that you're racing against and then you just see them regularly and they will hate me. Of life. <laughs> it's weird. They would, they would hate me. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, um, what do you think you're 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 in it now you're a thousand percent in it you were a fan you're a fan also too mm -hmm. what do you think now that you're sitting in this seat some some huge some big things that nascar and the sport can do to continue to help broaden the sport visibility wise sponsorship wise you know, diversity-wise for black, brown, Asian, et cetera. Like, what do, you, yeah. what do you think some of the huge things that could be done to? Well, I, I mean, I think it really starts from, from schooling. Like, it, 
when you get for for me because I grew up in DC and so you're kind of unfortunately I went to a high school that was pretty inclusive in terms of showing the different opportunities that you can like get into but I know for a lot of schools there and in the country that's not a reality and so or that's not the reality and so I think it starts from showing that there's this is an opportunity and a feasible path and so if that means like you know having a, an internship program for juniors and seniors to work on a race team or at NASCAR similar to the college intern program uh, that that's an option I think it just it really starts from school because oftentimes we don't see this as a legit option like we um, see yeah. either the sports route or the music route or something else and so to present it as another opportunity or something that is legitimately a chance to go and do is I think where it starts and NASCAR's honestly been doing it for for like honestly the last 10 15 years and we I mean I wouldn't be talking to y'all if it wasn't for the drive for diversity program um, because that's that's how it happened that's get what gave me my shot yeah so it's that's crazy because it's like hearing them talk about it you know, in football, like, you got the seventh round. The last pick of the seventh round is, like, Mr. Irrelevant. That's what they call him. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, if you think about it. That's what it is. That's what you, you like, you Mr. Irrelevant. Because as far as the sport goes, it's, like, you the route that, through those yeah, ranks, the route like, that you, the route that you had to take is, like, yeah. so unconventional. And, like, it just was, it, it's just not really a, it, it wasn't really a, something that was, I guess, like I said, it's unconventional. It's just, yeah. I, I'm just, I don't know. It's just and then also too, almost. like, so since I started racing online, like still like that was to just get my foot in the door. And then so I still went through the pretty traditional asphalt racing ladder of, of legend cars, late models, and then the Arca series. And so that was an adjustment because you got dudes in there that make a living and are racing there just to put food on the table and just because they're doing it for fun. And then you got kids that come up through there and they're trying to make their career. And so that was an adjustment for me because it just assessing the, the competitiveness and, and how to be a professional, but also understanding like they don't want me here. Like I'm not supposed to be yeah. at this yeah, point already. Camaraderie yeah, camaraderie can't be that. So it's again, like, that guy's trying you, to put food on right. the table. You definitely got to read through and that. And you're, yeah. he's probably looking at you like, he's a full-time college student. There's all this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, 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 he don't need this. He don't need this. Mm, yeah. And that's and that's not the case at all. You need this. Yeah. And that's professional. This. That's professional sports. You know. Period. Yeah. That's professional sports. It's yeah. a lot of dudes that's not for you. For sure. Um, your position at NASCAR is it allowing you the opportunity to um, engage and again make sure that the things. The steps that are needed to take place take place as far as providing more Raja Karus, the opportunities, more people, uh, more executives, black and brown executives that they get upstairs in the building. Does that? Does yeah, that like, so I, I, like, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't think I was gonna have a lot of input, like, and a lot of, <laughs> like, <laughs> but Erica, my buddy over here, e. he, <laughs> he e. is over here, and she is definitely, like, she the one with she the, she the one with the plan, and she definitely makes sure that, you know, I'm on point as far as voicing my opinions and that my thoughts and ideas get heard. Um, but like Raza was kind of talking about, you know, like he said, I think that NASCAR has been making an effort to, you know, um, work towards being, you know, um, just outwardly being 
like, come here, come on, let's go. Like, we need more engagement. We need people to enjoy the sport. We need to find avenues and lanes to get people into the sport. But I think they were doing that, but now it's like there's so much attention, like, on it. Like, you can do it, but, it, it, like, a, a, a light sometimes isn't, it's missing the light. So now it's like a light just shining on it right now, you know what I'm saying? And the more ideas and, and more, you know, um, basically just, uh, I think, collaborative efforts that we make to be able to say, all right, well, how can we get more, you know, Razas or more, you know, anybody, you know, how can we get more engaged? More women. Like, yeah, more women, anything. Yeah, like, yeah, how can we yeah. get more people to be engaged with this sport or be, you know, they have a, they have a, like a, a curiosity about the sport, wanting to be involved, whether it's behind the wheel or just in, in, in the corporate side of it, the business side of it. How do we, how do, we do that? Okay, well, shoot, I'm raising my hand. And I'm like, all right, well, I think this would be cool. You know, obviously being somebody that's, I wouldn't call myself a NASCAR just expert, in, but, you know, I've seen I'm kind of like learning as I'm going. And I'm like, man, this would probably be a good idea. It seems like a good idea to me. Erica, Erica what you think? What y'all think? Like, I'm like, okay, that, that might sound good, you know. Um, and like Raza said earlier, you can't just go to Walmart and be like, hey, let me get a, um, let me get a stock car. And I'm going to go outside <laughs> in my backyard and go practice. Yeah. Like, how do you get a 13-year-old that's like, man, I want to race. Like, how do you get that kid to, one, you, you, you pique his interest because you're like, all right, well, come and get in this program and we're going to help you. And then how do you actually give him the experience of like, okay, I'm a, we're going to get you a simulator or we're going to get you behind the car and get you the experience. So I think that's like what's going on in my role. Like it's kind of just finding ways to figure out how to get the engagement and get, you know, the curiosity, like peak the curiosity and like keep mm -hmm. it going and strengthen it and fortify it so it ends up being a career or ends up being like on, on behind the wheel or just upstairs in the office because there's so many opportunities. And like I said earlier, it's so, so, so inclusive and, and so like, collaborative as far as you know race like gender like any like all everybody's up there like trying to work towards one goal and to make the sport be as like big as, as accessible yeah accessible as it can yep. be you know what I'm saying and I think that's one thing that I didn't think at first I was like eh, it's NASCAR like I don't think but that's really what they're trying to do and that's what we're trying to do so and that's why you can stand behind that's it. why yeah that's why i can because i'm I like 100 percent. i'll say this with all honesty i would not be doing it if i didn't uh, like if I, yeah if i didn't like you know if i didn't <laughs> yeah, like it and believe in like the message and, and the goal and the, yep. the mission you know what i'm saying so yep. to see someone like raza that has you know okay well he's experienced all these things and he's rising up through the ranks and he's finding his lane and and you know obviously getting some success now and you know, seeing that like light at the end of the tunnel, like I'm trying to make it to this this goal right here. I done made, I done took these steps, took these steps, and you know, obviously I'm getting. He, he's went through the diversity program, and it's allowing him to be able to experience and and attain some of these these goals and these aspirations that you know are one day gonna get him to where he wants to be. And to see that, it's like okay, we on point. Let's keep going. It'd be dope if uh, they had like. Um how across the country they have the go-kart spots, right? If they had a bunch of spots like that, but you can go the simulator. For the simulator. Yeah, yeah. we you talked about that. At the high yeah, school. We talked yeah. about that. We, at we the high school. About that the like, for real, because literally, high school, obviously, you got, you, got your, you got your high school 
prep team, you know what I'm saying, football, basketball, whatever. But if we could, if we could put simulators in schools and then um, obviously engage the students with guys like yourself showing up or Joey Logano and some of the other, you know, great drivers and everything, I think that you would see, you would see, uh, you would see, again, accessibility and you would see it rise. Mm -hmm. it, they're trying the same thing right now. I heard an MLB is like, yo, we got to get black players yeah. back on, on a diamond. Yeah. How do we do these things? But um, again, to both of you guys, like you guys are, you guys are both doing the work um, for something that you love and that's important, you know what I mean? And your focus, man, again, like, just, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm, you. Um, Alvin talked to me about you a year ago or even less at a race. He was like, yo, it's this kid you got to meet. And then Chief, I, I think through Darrell or someone, he was talking to somebody. And so the synergy was there. So to have you sitting here with Alvin, like, this is, this is an amazing thing. And I, I, I just want to see you go as far as you can. And I think the other thing that we should do is give flowers like you have alvin touched on this earlier but it's important i know he and i are both fathers um you have to invest in your children and your dad has done that through and through I, I had the opportunity to speak to him yesterday and uh it was a father who is not only uh just in love with the process but i mean it's just honored to pour into you and then for him you know you got a, he's a professor right professor at at howard university and went to clark atlanta and undergrad so like you have that you have that textbook thing blueprint. to follow you got the blueprint at the house got a blueprint. <laughs> please please i will tell you for you to continue Make sure you immerse yourself in that because that is going to take you a lot further than anything because his agenda is only about you, about seeing his son do absolutely surpass everything that he's done. So, you know what I mean? Like, lean into that. Quick question. Um, who are you, some of your favorite athletes, just period, you know, across all sports? Nobody from the Bears. Please don't name me. Bear. <laughs> Man, I got to start with, uh, I'll start with track and field first. Okay. Um, because that's really what I started. Okay. I did basketball first, then track and field okay. in elementary school. And so did all through high school. Okay. So I would say probably Jesse Owens would be really? from track and field. Yeah. Um, That's all sit right there. Uh -huh. I would say just. I ain't never heard that one. Like, yeah. Like, what's your favorite athlete? Just. Yeah. Because, and the reason I say that is, and honestly, my dad introduced me to Willie Mays from the MLB last month, and so that was a... Say hey, kid. <laughs> yeah, and I had no clue who he was. And yeah. so just seeing like athletes like that, that just not only do it for the love of the game, but also understand they got a platform to use to do better is huge. So that's why I say Jesse Owens is one of them. I think in basketball, I mean, I would say John Wall, just because obviously been You're with from, DC, yeah, uh, from DC yeah, and he's yeah. been there and so he did a lot of great things for the city and so just seeing um, really the how he gave back and how he how involved he was in the, in the community was huge um, and I would say those two primarily my top two just because like their professionalism and 
kind of obviously they love the sport and um, what they stand for. Yeah, exactly. What they yeah. stand for. Trailblazer like yourself. You're talking right? like super historic. Like when you yeah. say Willie Mays, like this is a guy who couldn't even uh they didn't even want him to buy a home yeah, they wanted in San Francisco yeah. in the community yeah. where he was from. Like they didn't want him they didn't want him there. Yeah. And then also, you know, you uh he was from the deep south. I wanna say is he from Alabama? Huh? Yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham, yeah. Yeah. And to end up where he ended up and how beloved he is in the sport, no one, you know, no one speaks ill on him, you know? And then he was at a time where Muhammad Ali and some other players were like questioning like his role in right. the whole thing. And that's that's something that we all face. You know what? That's that's here it is. Uh, both of you, yeah. um, you're in positions where people often project things on us, right? <laughs> like, you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. You're not saying this enough. Uh, you didn't do this enough. Or you're not what? doing enough. You're not yeah. doing enough. Um, has, there, has there been an experience like that for you? And then how did you work through it? Um, has there been anything like that? To this day, I think, like... And we talking about, you know, me everything. personally. Look, yeah. so I'm not the type of dude to like broadcast everything I'm doing, right? Obviously. <laughs> so, you know, there's so much that I do behind the scenes and, you know, there's so much that I have going on behind the scenes that benefiting so much, so many people and touching so many people. So, you know, the average person doesn't know that. So if we talking about, you know, someone coming to me or reaching out to me and like, you don't do enough for, you know, the black culture. community or the culture. And, you know, I see that that's what's that's something that you're, you care about and you stand for. But you're not doing enough. You need to do more. And I'm like. How, like, I, I, how I did you come? To yeah. That? How did you come to that conclusion? Like, how did you come to that? Like that point that you felt like the need to hit me and, and say that when we, we have so many foundations, we 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 donate to so many different different um, organizations to you know help single mothers homeless children um we give back on the holidays i mean we, we're placing people in homes like that can't you know that literally not, can't, yeah they can't home. do they can't afford it like you know what i'm saying or like we're doing so much i'm doing so much and this is me using like my resources my money my team my family and just going and doing all this and i'm like man sometimes i'm like do i need to go i need to go tell somebody that, but that's not me, like. So it's like Cause you doing because you care. Yeah, like, I care. Like, I it's not. A, it's not an optical. I have, thing. A, I, have a, I have a juice bar and I employ my yeah, friends. Yeah, man. I, like my homies are the general managers. Exactly. It's giving them an opportunity. Bro, like it's so much. Like it's so much of that, and you know sometimes it's hard because when you have so much influence and you're in the public, I'm I'm in the public. I can't even go down the street. I can't go to the grocery store without somebody looking at me and saying, "Oh, that's Alvin," or like, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like, so, you know, everybody's looking at you to do something. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's finding a balance between doing something and knowing that you can't do everything. You but know what I'm saying? You can't help everybody. You can't help everybody. Does that, is that also, has that jaded you a bit? That, you know what I mean? Like, everyone that comes sort of in your circle, right, who hasn't been there, mm -hmm. let's say, for a long time, um, does it make you, like, I got to, I got to see how you move for a little while before I invite you in. Like, how, how you, you know what I mean? 
What would you think? Being around me for a while. No new friends. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a huge proponent. Like yeah. there's not you, uh, you see how I move. Like it's not yeah. a, it's not a lot of space or a lot of wiggle room for a lot of like outside yeah, 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 things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because but I respect like, it. Yeah, for sure. And, you and know it, what's it just, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you do, but. And I would tell people, like, you know, a lot of people like, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you, you know, let people come? It's Lights. all right. Like, yeah, just chill a little bit because, you know, we got a good thing going on over here. And, you know, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. You are, you you see are a saying? huge believer in yeah, that. Yeah, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And me and you, from me, your first conversation, from like, rent. that's one thing that, you, that I grasped from you that you was like, you know, this is about human condition and it's about synergy. So, you know, I'm feeling that vibe right now. I'm feeling that connection and I feel like something is going to happen. Me and you are talking right now. I respect you as a man. Let's put something together. And we're now we're sitting here two, dang near two years later, like just yeah. seeing everything like line up and all that. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's like it's, it's so much. Uh, I, I, I would say. I'm not, I would say to answer your question, I don't think I'm really jaded when it comes to that area because, you know, I mean, you either got to respect it or check it. You know what I'm saying? That's what he said. <laughs> you got to respect it or check it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's, I was going to tell you, that's one thing I think, I kind of see it. And this is me watching from a distance. I see it. And I don't know, you tell me. I think you got like a I think you got a little killer in you like mm -hmm. as far as like from the sport aspect not literally but like <laughs> yeah. from the sport is like silent assassin Yeah you like in the set like you kind of got that uh about you you know what I'm saying and I see, think Yeah I ain't used to be like that though and I see, but yeah, so I'm a, I'm an athlete that's at a good. high level, so, but I see, and I see it and yeah that's definitely that's good. good Yeah I, I, want, I that. want that's what I want to speak on a little bit I want you to speak on like what your mindset is as, as far as like you being like okay so like me right now I'm Alvin Kamara right Yesterday I was 41, right? I'm on the field. It's like mm. it's kind of two different things, but they mm. they mess together. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta, I don't know. It's just navigating. I was like, what do you feel like? I don't know. I guess your your identity is like as far as being behind the wheel and just being sitting sitting right here. Cause man, that's a good point. Just because, like when I not even just racing. Like when I was I was running and like playing other sports and stuff in high school. Like I was just really doing that for fun and because mm -hmm. I was like decent at it okay. and not from a competitive standpoint. And then okay. as I got older and then started racing, I realized like, yeah, I care about this, but like these dudes, like they're not, it's not social hour, it's not friendly. And so I've really like, really this year I've learned like people is like out for blood. Like it's not, like it's not just a, no a run in the park. <laughs> and yeah. so exactly. And so that really just, has honestly changed me like throughout this year well, like somewhat. from just being more aggressive to doing things that me previously I wouldn't have done and just putting myself in situations that sometimes it didn't work out sometimes it did yeah is really because I feel like growing up a little bit like knowing like all right like on the racetrack I can be as mean or as aggressive as I want to be. Unapologetically. Unapologetically, because yeah. I know off the racetrack, I care about people and I'm a good person. Yeah. And so when we're in that closed environment, like it's time to go to business because I know they will do that to me. So I'm going to do it to them twice as bad. So 
that's kind of the mentality I've been that's on. That's what I like. I like that. But I, but I, I didn't used to be like that because, honestly, I used to be, like, kind of soft, like, from playing sports and stuff. Like, I didn't even play football. I mean, my dad was talking about this the other day. Yeah. Like, like, I was kind of just just there, you know? And, and now, like, I've had to toughen up because it's, like, it's grown man stuff. And so, like, like I said, you know, I've Is the had, trash talk different in NASCAR? See, I mean, you can't talk to each other like when yeah, you're racing your against each other. Yeah, but yeah, I'm saying I, I, yeah. I see them scraps. You know, see, I see where they get out the car. See, that's what I don't like though, is because like people, so we like will talk on the radios to our team, and people okay. will be like, like, oh, I'm gonna wreck this guy back, or we gonna fight after the race. And nine times out of ten, they don't do anything, and they just I'm gonna be quiet on that. They, they, <laughs> and, they and they just are quiet. They do nothing, and so. And then they, after the fact, then everybody go on Twitter the night of or night after and then act all big and bad. And then you get to the racetrack and it's like business as usual. And so that's not me yeah. at all. Um, and like I've had put in situ- I've been put in situations this year and been in like, you know, spots where I've been taken advantage of. And those have really just made me change. you up a little bit. Yeah, because like I don't like for that to happen. And so teachable like, moments. Yeah, for sure. And so like even, everything is an experience. Everything is a learning experience. Yeah. And like even like one of my last races this year, like when I was racing Xfinity. And so that's racing against, again, grown men yeah, and people yeah. that are racing in that series for points. And me, I'm a part time guy, a young driver, just trying to make a name for myself. And because I've kind of got to this point, I'm racing against these these veterans. And so it's somewhat of a changing of guard at times. And so it's it's like I, I got into something at one race and it was like, like I'm gonna stand my ground because I mean, I'm here too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where in, yeah, like and, and again, that's kind of the things, one thing I don't necessarily like about the sport is like, again, people will act all big and bad and then like- If you're gonna do that, do that. Right, like, do that. Yeah. like that, that's what I, I don't, there's a couple, like Ty Gibbs, he's about that life. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Ty's, <laughs> yeah. he's about that life. And there's some other guys that are, you hey, know. puppies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, puppies. Um, cupcakes. <laughs> you got, yeah, but see, that's, and that's what I was saying. Like, I, I could see it in you, like, because I'll be seeing, I kind of just watch how you talk and, like, how you maneuver. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you be kind of popping it. Like, but. I want to see it more, though. Honestly, I feel like <laughs> that's just me, though. You know, but you got to do it while you when you comfortable. Like you got to do it when it got to come up out of you. Like, yeah, cause you know, at a, at a, at a you got to control. Yeah, it got to be natural. Yeah, because yeah. normally I'm very like reserved, like around For my so. friends and just quiet to myself. But like on the racetrack, you're gonna know I'm there. What's was, what's, what's downtime for you? Man, I've been trying to work on that this winter because. Like obviously, like now I'm a I'm in this and I'm also finishing up school. But yeah, I, it's yeah. important to have you got to find that balance. Right, it's balance and rest is important. Like even like just going to bed on time. So I've been really just trying to learn other avenues to like use my energy to like just take my mind off off racing because although I think about it all the time, I realize like I can't do that. You don't burn out. I, I'm gonna burn don't myself burn, out. Yeah, you don't yeah. burn yourself out. So like I've been trying to read more. I've been trying to watch different shows and like. You know, go on bike rides and stuff like that just to just grow and see the things I'm into. I think um, yesterday you were talking about you were going to take a trip somewhere. Yeah, so. I'm taking a trip in a week and a half. And I've Where are you nev- going? Miami. Okay, for sure, for sure. So I've, I've never... You going to Miami or you going to Florida? Miami. You going to Miami or you going Florida, to Florida? Florida, Florida, 
Yeah, I was not asking if he was going to Miami or if he was going to Florida. Like, if you go to Miami, like, I go to Miami. Is, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, not Miami, Miami. Like, I'm going to Florida. So I go to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was trying to see if he was going to E. I was trying to see if he was going to Miami or if he was going if he was going to Florida. Next year he'd be going to Miami. Science music, yeah, the, yeah, the music. Okay, okay. Twenty one in what May? May? June. June. I got we'll six go to months. Miami in June. June. I'll be there. I'll be there. Pops, I got him in June. I got him in June. Are you a you an adrenaline junkie? Man, I no. <laughs> no? no. That's a trip being a car yeah. driver. See, I, I can't do heights. I'm not a roller coaster guy. I don't. Like wait, none wait, of that wait, stuff. Wait, wait. Yeah, that just like blew me. That, that, that was like, hell, right? Yeah, that stuff is not for me, man. <laughs> that blew me right there. Yeah, how you drive a car? How you drive? I don't know. It just it's yeah. like a, a it's trigger or switch. Else. It's a different. Yeah, it's a different. Like party. even at like any other sporting event I go to, like uh, the game yesterday or basketball games or my school's basketball games, whenever they do like pre-race ceremonies and stuff, it's like I was just tell I was telling Jordan yesterday like that's a a trigger, to like, in a in a positive way, right? But just like a this oh yeah you gonna say that mode. yeah and so usually like when if it's an amusement park or i guess on a tall building or something like that's not for me like um i don't do much that's ain't that ain't for me which i guess is kind of weird considering what my day job yeah. is so, yeah. but yeah and uh in a in a dream scenario what what's what's the next 24 months look like for roger guru um, that'll be t- so. I'll be done with school, and so have my, have my degree. Hey, what What are you getting your degree in? Motorsports management. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the, oh, you all the way in it. All the way. All the way. In. All the way. Okay. So I have my degree, um, and be moved into my, to a new house, and so have that big homeowner. Homeowner. And what? so talk to um, <laughs> At that point, and then professionally, man, I used to, I used to set like goals and like wants on like results and outcomes. And that used to like really like get at me, like really this year, yeah, like first, yeah. Cause I would feel like I wasn't doing enough when I was really doing stuff exceeding. exceeding. When in reality, like that's what I was doing versus like expecting to win every race and lead every lap in situations where that was not physically possible. And so really I just learned that I just got to do my best. And I know in my heart that when I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and when I'm not, and the things I need to do to continue to work and improve. And so once I do that, like, it's all out of my control. So I would say professionally, I know that I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do for the next 24 months control in terms of, of uh, yeah, controlling what I control, getting up on time, going to work out, staying out of trouble, which I've been doing, and that hasn't been an issue for me. Um, and I know that'll come in wins and hopefully a championship or two. Dream car. You're gonna get me in trouble because I'm technically a Chevy driver. It, it's okay. It's okay. Your favorite Chevy. Yeah. So my favorite Chevy, man, a uh, Corvette probably. No, a Corvette or a Chevy SS. But you can't talk about your dream car. Even well, can't talk about the dream car. I'll I'll say my dream car. So there's this movie Need for Speed off the video game. Yeah. So they have a silver Mustang in it, and it's got like 900 horsepower. It was that was car was awesome in that movie, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get it. Why not? Oh, the car doesn't exist. It's like a, a fantasy car in the movie. Make it exist. What you mean? I could. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that could do that. I did a lot of stuff that I was like, you know, I thought about when I was little and I was like, there's no way. And I did it. I'm like, 
That's I'll a bucket list. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll be looking at stuff like, wow, I, when I was like 10, I was thinking about this. and like what, 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 What's one of those things um, that you were like, somebody was like, that's never going to happen. Or you were even like, that's not going to happen. And now it's happened uh, for you. Just like, I, it, it's, I think a lot of people take it for granted, but like, I built my house. Like I built the house. Crib is fly. Yeah, like I built I built the crib. Like, we should've yeah. been there right now, obviously. I mean we should have yeah, we couldn't film there. It was cold right now, but we was gonna film in the backyard. But I built the house and I'm like, when I was younger, I'm like, I didn't really understand that concept. Like I grew up in apartments and like stuff like that. So I never even thought that was a thing. Like buying a house, let alone building one. So like build it. Like I'd be sitting on my couch like I built this. Built this house, you know what I'm saying? Is that something you think you would want to do more? Like, like Oh yeah, that's what I'm really like, not to get out too far off topic, but like nah. I'm super, super into real estate. Like that's what I do. Like I built, I, I bought the lot in my neighborhood to build my house and I bought like 10 more in the back. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm doing. Like I own, like, I own a building down the street from where we at right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, and then if we talking about like just community wise, you, like. You built this spot, oh, yeah, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like, I literally, we literally, I literally cut the concrete in the in no, here, that's like, a, yeah, she did, like really built me and me and Trey really built this store like with our own hands, you know what I'm saying, like for real. So, um, and then we talking about like community and stuff. Like, I mean, if you're familiar with New Orleans, um, like I bought a whole bunch of land in Holly Grove, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like that's a historically black neighborhood, yeah. and that was really just destroyed during Katrina, and you know it never really got back to what it was. You know, a lot of a lot of the houses and, and things there are have been it's still like dilapidated and still kind of like messed up from Katrina. Like I'm and I bid on a whole bunch of land to not to go too deep into it, but there were some people that were trying to buy it that probably didn't need weren't to gonna own use it, it for yeah, something else. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That didn't need to own it or weren't gonna do what you, you know should be it. done. Yeah. So no. it was kinda like it wasn't about it wasn't about the land as much as it was about like I love I love your phrase like the human condition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't as much about the land. Obviously it's the real estate, but yeah. It was like when I go and sit when I go and sit in that when I go and stand in that neighborhood on a random Tuesday and you know it's everybody outside, kids, like I'm talking about from senior to junior, like just kids like and, and grandmas, moms, aunts, like that all grew up, like, I'm talking about generations of people. And they're like, you know, this neighborhood used to be this and used to be that. And then now they're like, oh, yeah, you own this now? You own it? I'm like, yeah, I own it. Like, and I don't even have a plan what to do with it. But they're like, okay, you should buy the rest of this. And, like, you should make it, like, this used to be or this house used to be right here and now it's gone. Or this house, is, you should do something. And that's the stuff that gets me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what's like, oh, that's, that's super dope. Like, that's what makes me, like, feel good. That's what even even better than, like, some of that sometimes make me feel better than like scoring a touchdown, like, you know? I know you made a difference. Yeah, like, cause something for me that's like, okay, well here's the money, like, all right, I own this, cool. But, you know, the gratification that you get from that is like way, way, way deeper. Even if I don't, even if I don't even do nothing with it, like right now, like in the near future, it's kind of like the fact, cause I knew what was gonna happen with it. I knew what was gonna happen to that land. The fact that I prevented that from happening and like kind of just giving like that neighborhood a little bit of hope of like, okay, it's somebody that looked like that yeah. means a lot. To yeah, that you. Means I can see it in your eyes. Dog. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. It it's means crazy. a lot. Like it's super dope. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what I'm 
No, it's important. We 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 had a long conversation about this yesterday, just about like we were talking about NFL, NBA, and like the lifespan of players and the reason why so many of these players get are broke within a couple years after being out the league, and it's because we don't understand where to put the finances and where money is. And real estate has always been and will always be. You know what? I don't even so much really like that, like, you know, we don't understand where, like, that, that kind of cliche of like, oh, these guys don't understand, or that, I think they do. They just think they have more time than they do. It's never gonna run out? Yeah, you know, like, I'm I'm six years in, you know what I'm saying, like. And you, ne- you didn't, did I'm, you- si- I'm six years in, and <clears throat> for me to say, like, it's gonna end tomorrow will be, like, ludicrous, like. I feel like I can play. I can play another six, but who's to know? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's to know? Thank God I've been blessed, been fairly healthy. Like, you know, been able to be elite status. Like, I know obviously because work ethic, opportunity, situation I'm in. But, you know, like, a lot of guys think that tomorrow is promised. So you know, like this million dollars that I'm getting this year. My contract next year, I got another million coming in next year. And, you know, if I get done with this contract, I'm going to just go get another contract. Like, it don't always happen like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these dudes, you always see these dudes after the fact. They're like, dang, man, I, I should have did it while you knew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. knew. Like, why didn't you just do it? So, like, that's why, like, where a lot of my thinking is, I'm like, man, you know, as much as I can do right now while I'm, like, while the grease is hot, I'm going to do it. Like, Roger, you paying attention? You paying attention? Because yeah, there's some game being yeah. given right here. Yeah, you, you, got, you I mean? got to. You definitely got to. You got to strike while it's hot. I, in all aspects, not just in the sport, but like in life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where, um, where can people find out more about these programs, the diversity programs for NASCAR? You know, like the schedule, you know, what what are the schedules like? When do you guys start racing? Like, just specifically give, for your series. Yeah, yeah like give yeah. give people some 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 gems on how they can find out about more of the work that you you guys are all doing and what NASCAR's doing. Um, so so people can educate themselves and and um, dive in a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Like NASCAR's website is pretty like simple to navigate. So it's got the the pathway to go to, through the, the diversity website and see the driver development program, but also the college intern program and the pit crew development program, and so those are three huge uh, gateways to, to getting involved. And then also, um, like each racetrack has different things that they do. Uh, like for for Richmond, for example, like we did some with Virginia State University, and so um, every racetrack kind of has their own niche area of things they kind of give at, give and, and do in the community. And so I would say, like NASCAR, again, their, their website is pretty good to navigate in terms of seeing schedules for my races and for the races for the other national series and also kind of how you can get involved from really any capacity. I can't front. I want to try changing one of them tires. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go do that. We need, yeah, we definitely need to go do that because I still ain't done that yet. We're going to go do that. Remember how he, he yeah. was shaving Bro, it, yeah. the shave, so he's the, burning the, the tire around. with a torch. Mm-hmm. And he's shaving it, and it's like hot. Like I'm, I'm standing yeah. way back here, and I'm like, hell no. Nah, and they we doing go do it all race. Yeah, I always tripped out on that because I used to watch a little bit. The driving's a spectacle in itself, but they be changing the four tires, all that stuff in like three seconds. Yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> I'm like, 
And then I got the I got the scoop on how can you share with my guy how do you guys keep cool in the car? It's something oh, it's with a the lot suit, of different right? things. Yeah. So the cup guys usually use it primarily. Um, so you have your fire suit, right? And you gotta wear like fireproof underwear and stuff. And then you have a cool shirt is what you can get. And so it just goes on your chest and it's got a bunch of tubing and stuff and it has like fluid that connects with the little string to a like a machine Crazy. in the bottom of the, of the car. And so basically just pumps cool fluid through your chest. Well, not through your chest, but on top of it and, and keeps the temperature cool. Me personally, since the races I'm in aren't super long yet, I just don't want to use it because I feel like extra. It, it, like I, if I don't need it right less now, is more. yeah, less is more. And yeah. so whenever like I get to cup, like that's when I'll need it for the you know, 500 mile races. But like doing 200, 300 miles right now, like I don't, good. I'm good. And I see other dudes, you know, use them and they look like gassed after the race and I get them, I'm just like, like, it's fine, you know? <laughs> so that, I like seeing that and that kind of, kind of relates to the idea of, you know, like I, I'm trying to beat these dudes. And so when I get out the car and I feel pretty good and I see these other dudes are gassed and they have all like the extra cooling stuff and have these super better cars and things like that. And I'm just like, you know, it's, yeah. it's whatever. It's like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I like that stuff. And so um, some other things, too, like, you know, you have helmet cooling mechanisms just because it's easy to get carbon monoxide poisoning. So you got to have a filter. Um, besides that, you got little, like, tubes that come through the windows and blow on you. Um, got feet fans sometimes. So it's a lot of different, you know, intricate things to keep the drivers cool. Driver comfort things, which I don't think some of them you need. But Where's the Beats by Dre Pill set up at? Man, I'm telling you, they need to let you. Okay, so you have to. Yesterday, I was like, "What you banging?" So you have. I never thought about. You can't listen to music. You can't listen to music because you have the earbuds and you talk. Oh yeah, you got to talk to the team. But man, I feel like if I was be allowed to listen to music in the car, like that would help my results. What's one song you could put on repeat for at least like six laps? We got thirty seconds. Oh, um, probably EA by um, Young Nudie and Twenty One Savage. Oh, yeah, you, you feel it, man. <laughs> what you listening to before you get out there? Man, I don't know. My vibe is all over the place. Like, I, yesterday I was listening to, I was listening to SZA. That new album was fire, though. She killed that. That was a, that, that album, that's a great album piece. Album crazy. Yeah, that's a great um, piece of work right there. Well, listen, man, again, appreciate you two kings sitting down with us. Um, just edifying us, edifying you, giving everybody roses. Um... I look forward to having a front row seat as you, you know, climb. We look forward to it. Mm -hmm. You know what it is. Yeah, um, for sure. I, lo I'm, I love watching your story evolve. Um, live from the Crescent City, y'all. This is uh, Sweet Life. See y'all. Yes, indeed. Peace.